and welcome to Reality Roots Podcast with me, your host, Hillary. I did it like that. Thank you for coming. Thanks for being here. Welcome. One and all. I'm in a bit of a funny mood today, I guess. (laughs) Sorry. I'm just so excited. This episode, I gotta be honest, I just jumped right off into the deep end of, (laughs) I don't know, problematic topics or like, I mean, I don't know. I want to talk about this stuff. Like, I feel like we can't push it under the rug. I think that's why we were talking about it. Like, why Ricky Lake was talking about this in 1998. And uh, now I'm going to talk about it. And if I say something wrong or offensive, then please let me know. And I will correct it. If ever I was going to get into problematic comments, I feel like it would be on this. So... Even though I kind of just said it, (laughs) this week's episode is, it's a Ricky Lake, it's from 1998, it's part of her Let's Talk About Sex Week, and it is called Stop Saying My Man Is Gay. I didn't know that we had a Let's Talk About Sex Week, but I'm here for it, I guess, I'm glad that, that, I don't know, that's cool. I was wondering if it was like a because you know there's like the song I guess by Salt and Peppa let's talk about sex so I was wondering if that was like oh the song came out and then they named or if it was related but no I don't think so I looked it up and that song came out in 1991 so seven years before (coughs) any of this happened I want to start out by talking about Ricky's outfit. (laughs) When this episode started, I was like, oh, every episode so far that I've recapped of Ricky Lake, Ricky is like your really cute girlfriend that you, I don't know, maybe you work with or go to coffee with. Like, she looks cute. Suddenly I was like, oh, (laughs) first of all, she got a haircut. So she's kind of rocking like the, I, I would... I call it the Monica haircut as opposed to the Rachel. It's definitely is very 1998, but it's short. It's real short. And that was a thing at the time. I feel like it did not look good on most people. That's just me. I don't know. I think it kind of makes her look a bit frumpy. Like, I don't think it really is flattering to Ricky Lake's face specifically. And she looks a bit puffy. And as I started writing things about how frumpy Ricky looks, I was like, hmm, I wonder if Ricky has kids. And I wonder when she had kids. (laughs) And if that is the difference that I'm noticing in her appearance. And I looked it up. And yes, her first son was born in 1997. And this is in 1998 so that makes sense and I'm not like I want to be real I don't want to be rude about it I definitely like I put on a ton of weight (laughs) when I was pregnant and and, like for you know maybe a couple years after I definitely carried that weight so no shade no shade to Ricky at all for this it's just kind of part of that mom life but I guess when you're a presenter on tv it is very noticeable that's all. But also, I don't think 
that wardrobe like did Ricky any favors here either. That's the thing. I think you can be carrying a little bit more weight than you'd like to or than you're normal. Uh, but like you can still wear a cute outfit or like you can still get zhuzhed up and look put together for sure. Like lots of people I think are, you know, have more, I don't know, call it like realistic body types or more like average body types and they look fine because they dress good. Like they dress nicely. See, I'm already, I'm not even talking about the gay yet. <laughs> I'm already like, feel like I'm being problematic. Ricky's great. Ricky's amazing. Anyone who gives birth out of their vagina is amazing. Anyone who takes care of children is amazing. So great. Like I, I'm not knocking Ricky at all. It's just this outfit is so fucking ugly that it makes her look frumpy, like very frumpy. She has this huge, ugly sweater on. It's like a cardigan I guess like it has buttons but we don't we can't see anything under it and it's like kind of a I don't know beigey like oatmeal kind of color with big black like it's got a big black bar I feel like at the bottom of each sleeve and at the bottom of the sweater it just it looks huge like it looks too big and it just makes her look even bigger and then she's got this horrible skirt on that is calf length first of all never wear a calf length skirt like that (laughs) you're setting yourself up for disaster because it is just going to cut your leg off in the worst part and make your calves look huge so didn't love that for her either and then of course she's got this like the black pantyhose and then this really ugly black shoe underneath honestly like the sweater and the skirt didn't even go together like this is what I mean it's not like you can be whatever size and wear a cute outfit and look cute. I don't think that your size is like the biggest part of it. Just, I don't know. Her wardrobe people didn't, I don't know. In the nineties, would people just not understand about bodies <laughs> or like, I don't know. Did fashion not understand that you don't have to be like a size negative two to be cute or feel cute? I, I don't know. Uh, also, while I was looking up when she had her baby, I learned that she is currently on her third marriage. And I saw like a current pic of her, I think on Instagram with her kids or with one of her kids. And she looks totally different. Like if you look at her face, you can see, I guess, that it's still Ricky Lake. Like if you're really looking for it, but she looks a lot different. Not, a, not definitely not in a bad way she just looks older (laughs) she looks older I think even in the thing she was born in the 60s I think that makes sense because then in the 90s she'd be like 30 but that was 30 years ago so she's like probably 60 now these are pretty rough numbers but yeah she just she looks she looks 30 years older than she did in 1998 fair enough Ricky starts out, she sets us up for the episode and she gives us some previews of like the guests to come and they're quote unquote accusers, which is okay. I don't know if that's the word I want to use. And then we get this, like I put opening credits, but it's not really credits. It's just like a, I don't know what you call it, like an intro to the show, I guess, with music and, and there's like a montage, but this montage is of Ricky with I guess friends like I don't I don't know that these were real friends or if they were like show people I I don't know who any of these people were 
and they're like romping around town. <laughs> it's the lamest montage I've ever seen. They're rollerblading so poorly. Like somebody is like holding Ricky's hands, like trying to help her not fall over. And then they're like at a restaurant, getting drinks, laughing. <laughs> oh, funny jokes that we didn't hear. And then this whole montage ends with like a close up on a clock, like the clock that's on the outside of a building. And then the camera does this like flip into the studio because Ricky's stage has like a giant clock on the back. So we're meant to feel like this is the same clock. I don't think it's the same clock, <laughs> but that was a fun little, fun little camera trick for the, uh, for the old Ricky Lake crew, I guess. It's kind of fun. The, she, part of, I guess, like she keeps kind of setting us up again, I guess. I feel like she does this a bunch of times, but she says that. Her guests say that, quote, the clue bus is circling the building and they're waiting for these men to jump on board. And I think she meant women. I don't know. Like, I don't know what even that means. The clue bus is circling the building. I've never, never heard that. I guess that didn't take. It's like a fetch situation. <laughs> I don't know. Gosh. Up first, we have Kim and Grizel. Grizel is a weird name. I've never, ever heard a name like that. You know, I love to shit talk weird names. And Grizel, never heard this before. <laughs> don't believe it's real. Sorry, my tummy's really grumbly. I don't know if you can hear it. And my voice is really scratchy and I have no idea why. So I'm just going to have to push through that. Sorry, guys. I don't, I'm, I don't know what to say about that. I keep trying to pause to cough and it's not, it's not happening. I don't know, man. So anyway, Kim and Grizel are here. Kim has one of those headbands. Oh, so 90s. Remember when they're like, oh, headbands don't stay on your head in the right spot? Honestly, that's not even my biggest problem with headbands. It is a problem with headbands, but I have a lot of problems with headbands. But at some point they started making them with these spikes <laughs> that would dig into your brain to like hold the headband in place. And make your hair look greasy. <laughs> Do you guys like it? It's so weird that I don't see those around anymore. They'll probably come back. Like all the other 90s shit is coming back right now. Anyway, we have a Chiron. I tried to make really notes. I, I noticed I had paused it at some point And there was like a Chiron at the bottom that I was like, I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think that. I don't think that's right. So then I started really taking notes on like what each Chiron says and some of them, some of them are crazy. Like, I don't know where they're getting them, but I really took painstaking notes this time on like what all the Chirons are. So the first one, <laughs> Chiron, it kind of does a good job of setting it up, I guess, quickly. It says, Kim says that Grizel's boyfriend is gay and she should dump him. And Kim's like, you can tell he's gay. <laughs> how uh she lists the reasons that you can tell she uh she says the way he walks he vogues he will stand in front of the mirror for hours doing his hair and if his nails get messed up he has to like fix it right away and ricky says you don't think there are any straight men that act like this and kim's like mm, okay but when you see him you'll notice like you can tell <laughs> Grizel 
says she's been dating him for two years and they have like a fully intimate relationship. So she doesn't have any reason to think that he's gay. Like they are actively having sex. So she's like, I don't know. Yeah, I hear ya. Like, but we're having sex. So no, I don't think he's gay just based on that. Uh, we got another Chiron here under Grizel that says, is sick of hearing that her man is gay and that she should dump him. <laughs> I hope I hope I never am faced with such a Chiron in my life. Uh, Grizel says, like, she's like, yeah, okay, he spends a lot of time on his looks, but he's not gay. And then Kim's like, okay, but if he's not gay, then why does he go to gay bars? And Grizel's like, because he likes gay bars. <laughs> okay. This this first guy in particular, I think we meet, his name is Jose. It, it, I, I feel like every way about it. And I don't, I mean, if he's having sex with Grizel, then great. Like, I don't, all of this, like, all of my interest ends in this is, like, when we get to the bedroom where I'm like, okay, like, whatever you're doing in there, I I don't really care. Uh, it is unusual for straight guys to like gay bars. I will say that. Like, it's kind of like, I was trying to kind of think about how if somebody was presented and they they were dressed like a pirate, but they were like, I'm not a pirate. And you're like, okay. And they're like, I just live on a boat, but I'm not a pirate. And you're like, oh, okay. And they're like, I just have this pet parrot, but I'm not a pirate. You're like, yeah, I, like, yeah, having a parrot doesn't make you a pirate. But <laughs> at a certain point, like when you have a peg leg and a boat and a parrot and you're dressed like a pirate, like you have to understand why people think you're a pirate, at least like if you're putting that out there. I don't know, but again, I, I don't really care what Jose does behind client closed doors at the same time. So if you say you're not a pirate, then great. It's great. That's it's good for you. I, I wasn't, I don't know. Honestly, I think these friends are kind of just maybe being busy bodies. Maybe that's kind of part of the problem. And I don't know. Kim says she's Kim says she's worried about her friend that I do get she's just like I'm worried about her friend like if he goes off with some guy and Ricky's kind of cuts in she's like does he really go to gay bars though and Grizzle's like yeah but it's because most of his friends are gay okay it kind of sounds from the audience's reaction that they've already decided he's gay <laughs> sounds I don't know it's just like I said you put four facts on it and you're like mm I don't know. I don't know. I guess. I mean, you can. Anyway, we'll get into it. We have a lot of we have a lot of ways to go, guys. But of course, yeah, you can. You can even have feminine qualities and not be gay. Like that is different. Your gender identity is still separate from your sexuality. We know this in twenty twenty three, but this was like breaking news in nineteen ninety eight. I guess. Anyway, here comes Jose. Jose has a bit of a Michael Jackson look going on. He's got like this oversized cream color suit. I guess cream was, or like beige was really hot this year. He's got 
longer hair and it looks like it's been straightened with a clothes iron. I know this is, I think, before Avril Living, but it gave me the Avril Living like, uh, flattened hair look. Flattened hair? Straightened hair. I don't know. It looked, I don't know. It looked straight, I guess. Uh, and then I think, I, I think he has contacts in, I'm gonna guess. He has, they're like white or like a really pale blue contact. And Jose has not, I don't know, Jose has like darker skin. Not, I don't know, like, I don't know what Jose's background is, to be honest, at all. Possibly Latinx, I don't, I guess that's what I'd guess if I really had to. I have like a personal, my brain, when people with darker skin have light colored eyes, my brain puts up this automatic like, nope, nope, nope. Like, I don't know. It just throws a bunch of red flags up in my brain that I think like logically you can do whatever you want again, put whatever contacts you have or like whatever your eye color is. If they, if it is light and you have darker skin, I've seen people like that too. That's fine. Like, that's not your fault. And I understand that it's like a me problem, right? But it's not, it, I don't know, it's not an aesthetic that my brain uh, likes. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I swear it's like, a, I don't know, it's just, it's built in, it's wired into my brain. I cannot help it. Like when I see it, I'm like, ugh, I don't, I don't know. It just, I don't know. My brain doesn't like it. Uh, the video quality is, I mean, all of these video quality and shit, but it, it looks to me like his nails are shaped. I want to say almond shaped. I love an almond shaped nail. It is unusual to see an almond shaped nail on a male. That's all. And he's got kind of like a douchey goatee type sort of facial hair. I don't know how to, I have a hard time describing facial hair, but I don't know. There's some lines. There's like a line part that goes from his lip to the bottom of his chin, like a, a vertical line. I don't know, it's just not, it's not for me, I guess. Anyway, Jose, actually, I thought that this was probably Jose's best point, was that he says he likes gay bars, specifically because people don't fight like they do at regular bars. He's like, you know, you bump into someone at a regular bar, they get mad, now we're fighting, like they want to take it outside. People in gay bars are like, whatever. <laughs> so sorry, man. Like, there's just not, like, people aren't as aggressive, I guess, at gay bars, which I can, I really do that too. I feel like when I have been to a gay bar, it is like a good vibe like that, where it's like people are just, nobody, okay, <laughs> again, this is just my own experience, is like, and oh my God, I haven't been to a bar or a club like that in probably 10 years, but probably more than 10 years. But as I recall, when you go to like a, I guess, quote unquote, like a straight club, quote unquote, uh, there's a lot more uh, energy that people are putting into like, I've got to hook up with this girl or like, I got to hook up with a guy. Like people are just more kind of there for like the hookups, I guess. And then, yeah, there you'll get those people too that are like kind of aggressive and want to fight. And then when you go to a gay bar, it's like not really, I don't know, it's not that vibe because it's like, I don't know, like every, anybody could be trying to fuck anybody. So it doesn't really like, it's, I don't know, I don't know, it's just a different vibe, but it is a more, I would say, welcoming and like inclusive and open vibe, probably for obvious reasons. 
Uh, Jose admits to spending a lot of time in the mirror. He has long hair. He gets his nails done. He gets facials. Uh, we get a Chiron under Jose that says, has a girlfriend, sick and tired of people saying he's gay. Jose says, at times I like getting dressed up too good and hanging out. No, I do not sleep with gay men. Yes, I do compete in voguing when I have to. If there's a battle towards me, yes, I will do it. Again, <laughs> I was like, okay, like, I guess. Sure. At the same time, I will say, like, I know, I know people like this, or at least one person definitely comes to mind. I'm obviously not going to name names, but yeah, I know, I know a guy who likes to party and have a fun time and, you know, dance it up on the dance floor and play up the voguing and all that stuff. And I don't believe that person to be gay. So yeah, sure. I guess Jose could be in that boat too. We get a little like, oh, first of all, Jose gives us a little tasty taste of the voguing, which was fun. <laughs> love voguing, uh, or love to see voguing. We get a little like stat bar. I don't know, like it's not a Chiron, but it's like a little like, I don't know if you know what I mean, stat bar. It's like, this is what it says, basically. <laughs> I don't know why they felt like they had to, it feels like, it feels like Ricky's graphics department is going real hard. <laughs> like, they're really trying to, like, I don't know, earn their paycheck, I guess, <laughs> with the best and brightest technology of 1998. So they put up this little bar to tell us about Jose. Like, it's next to Jose. It says, age, 25. Hotel management, Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. An audience member says... Well, personally, I think she's jealous because he's gorgeous. <laughs> Everyone seems to generally agree with this over the course of this episode. I think Jose looks fine, but gorgeous is not at all a word that I would use. Again, maybe, I mean, we all have our own preferences, right? I don't really feel like Jose is my type, personally, but, you know, there's a lid for every pot. I don't know, but apparently in 1998, he was like, really really hot I don't know what was hot in 1998 apparently another audience member stands up I couldn't even believe this somebody stands up and as Ricky's walking over to this lady Ricky's like oh Elmo is in the house yes Elmo Elmo E-L-M-O and when she gets to the woman the woman's wearing a t-shirt and I swear to god it's the meme of Elmo on fire but like with no fire nothing else on the shirt like it has Elmo's full body its mouth is open in horror it's just like wow like it was a meme before it was a meme I guess why did you get that shirt like what a weird shirt to wear just full body Elmo nowhere I don't even think it had words on it or like text it was just a full body picture of Elmo it was so weird this lady says, well, he doesn't sound or look gay and he doesn't sound feminine. Again, you do you. Like, everybody be who they want and express yourself how you want. But I don't know if I agree with that. Jose. Now, I guess to prove that lady wrong, I guess, he gives us a little catwalk. Like, and he strikes a pose. And then we get a Chiron that says, who is this man? I, it's Jose. Like, what the fuck? 
that was the weirdest thing. Like, that was that was maybe the weirdest. Chiron was like, you just you just gave us a stat bar. He's Jose. He's twenty five. He's in hotel management in Massachusetts. <laughs> like, what a weird thing to put on the screen. Ricky says, oh, "This is so weird too. I don't know what this show is." Like Ricky says, "I see someone standing on the landing over there with something to say." Like there's like a stairway as part of the set, like as part of the background set. And I guess she just made this person sit in the stairway. Like, why Why are you like this? <laughs> you could have put him at the top so it would have looked like, and here comes this guy. But he's just like, we see him. Like, he's just standing, like, halfway up the stairway. Or, like, I guess not sitting. Like, halfway up the stairway, just waiting for Ricky to call him down. What a strange thing. I wonder if the people in the audience were, like, <laughs> wondering why he was just creeping there. Also, I want to say, like, there is this stairway. Like, it's such a weird... I feel like the set is made up to be, like, the outside of a building or, like, a New York building. I guess it's kind of giving me Sesame Street vibes in a weird way. Like, I feel like Jenny Jones's set looks more like a one Saturday morning. And this is... Yeah, this is giving me Sesame Street but what's confusing is that there's this giant clock on the wall. <laughs> like, if it's supposed to be a street-level situation, but I've only ever seen big clocks on, like, the top of a building, not on the ground floor. I don't know if they really pieced together <laughs> what they were going for or if they just threw a bunch of shit at the wall. Um. Anyway, this random guy creeping on the stairs is Jose's friend, Todd. Todd has, like, a shaved head, kind of, but, like, not totally shaved. And he has this little, like, curly ponytail at the back. He says Jose's a good friend. He's like, I'm, like, a big brother to Jose. There's a Chiron under him that says, I'm gay and I can tell Jose is gay. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> okay. I feel like there is doubt. Like, if he's saying it's not, then that is a doubt, but Okay. Todd says, he just lays it out. He's like, I really honestly think that he is gay. <laughs> okay. Jose is like, kind of like, what the fuck? Because this is his friend. Like, I don't know if he knew this guy was coming or it doesn't sound like they've had this conversation before. Jose's like, why? Why are you doing this to me? Like, you're the one taking home guys. And he kind of describes the situation. He kind of makes it sound like he's a wingman for Todd. Like, he's going around the club dancing with guys and probably like bringing them back to their table and then Todd's taking them home. So Jose's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I'm dancing with them, but like, does that make me gay? You take them home and fuck them. So like, who's gay? Uh, I mean, Todd is gay. I don't know. It's just so weird. Ricky says, but is it true that when you dance with other guys that you like grab their butts? And Jose's like, so what? Yeah, I do. That doesn't make me gay, though. And then, first of all, he demonstrates the butt grabbing on Todd. And then he, like, compares it to sports, where he's like, oh, so, like, every basketball player is gay because they touch each other's butts. <laughs> like, Kevin, I don't know, Jose. Like, I, you have to see where people are getting this impression, right? Like, I don't know. Again, it's not anyone's business, but, like, if you're putting out 
something like if you're putting out this energy and you're grabbing guys butts then I don't know like it's not out of left field that people might think this of you whether it's correct or not Todd goes on and he's like yeah but one time Jose hit on me (laughs) Jose like jumps right and he's like which club which time and Todd's like David's (laughs) <laughs> like I guess that's the name of the club David's like, he doesn't pause he's just like at David's <laughs> and he gives a very specific like time and incident kind of report like he they were at David's I guess and they were in the cab on the way home and he says that Jose was like rubbing his leg like not his leg but like his upper thigh like upper inner thigh and then Jose demonstrates for us like again I don't know what I just don't feel like it's, I don't know why, why, what are you trying to convince us of? Like he, Todd's sitting next to him and he like, he reaches over and puts his hand on Todd's inner thigh and he's like, oh, so does that make me gay now? And like, this is gay. And Todd's like, well, not right now, but like in the back of a cab when we're drunk, Mm, maybe, uh, Griselle, Pipes up. We don't hear a lot about Griselle. I don't know. She seems like kind of a wallflower. It's funny. I mean, you see that in couples, I guess. Like, one person's maybe more outgoing than the other one. And that's a good compliment to each other. I don't know. Maybe they have a great relationship. Griselle says they're having sex. So, like, what if... Then, yeah. <laughs> this kind of makes it all for nothing. Griselle says she doesn't care what anyone thinks or says because she knows for a fact that he's not gay. <laughs> apparently Jose's mom also thinks he's gay Jose says that's because she's a church lady and she doesn't understand about the long hair and the dancing and my quote hand postures end quote and facial expressions and now he compares these hand postures to over exuberant churchgoers shouting like hallelujah an audience member says like, why does anyone have opinions on this? I feel like I just keep repeating myself, but it's just so baffling that, like, anybody wants to, like, put these kind of aspersions on somebody else's sex life. Another audience member is like, well, I don't think he's gay, but I don't think Todd's gay. It's like, what the fuck? Like, Todd's, he's saying he's gay. Like, he's, it's weird. Like, why would he lie about that? Now, Jose gives Todd a quick, a quick lap dance to prove he's not gay. Are you convinced? I don't know. Like, again, I just, I don't know. Next, we go to a commercial break, and we, this uh, recording that I was watching includes all the commercials, which is kind of fun. I like when they do that, but I'm not going to go through every commercial, but every commercial did have, like, a movie trailer in it that was, like, wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Like, it really, it really takes you back. First of all, I don't ever watch movie trailers anymore. Mainly because I don't watch movies, I guess. But um, I don't watch TV. Uh, I guess if I'm watching YouTube and the movie trailer comes on. But honestly, I don't feel like that happens to me a lot. Anyway, this commercial break includes a movie trailer for You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And I don't give a fuck. I like that movie. I know it's <laughs> kind of weird, but... It just makes me happy, okay? <laughs> I like it. Uh, anyway, when we come back, we have next up, uh, Athena and Monica. Athena's an interesting name. Uh, 
we have a Chiron for them. It says, Athena says that Monica's man is gay, but he won't admit it. I will say Athena and Monica are very pretty. Like, I, I think they're very pretty. Monica has a super cute little black dress on and like very 98 hair. It doesn't have butterfly clips in it, but it is that shape, I guess. Like she has little pieces of her hair kind of like pinned back as if there are butterfly clips, but she hasn't used butterfly clips, but it is very that little pieces from the front sort of like clipped back, but she has nice hair, so she still has a lot of volume in it. They're both wearing super heavy lip liner. They both have super thin eyebrows, and they both have platform sandals, which I know we don't... Well, they're kind of coming back. I see that they're coming back, but I liked them. Like, I thought they looked good. I thought they went with the outfits. It was like, oh, they were the cutest outfits I think you could have in 1998. Uh, they seem, they look young also, but also from kind of what we hear later, it sounds like they're in college. So that makes sense. Athena starts out with saying, okay, let me kick you some knowledge first. <laughs> okay. Are you ready to catch the knowledge she's going to kick at us? Uh, she says, this is my best friend. I'm very close to her. I care about what happens to her. I'm not just being nosy. But our friend Jerry, a.k.a. BJ, which is for bisexual Jerry, he does things that are gay. He was humping my other gay friend. (laughs) And then there's the thing, but they clarify it was with clothes on. Like they were, I don't know, messing around, I guess, joking in a humping type way. But fully clothed. And another thing, (laughs) I don't know about what she said. For Okay, I want to remind you that this is part of the Let's Talk About Sex Week on Ricky Lake, right? Says, and another thing, not to be personal, but she cannot give him beep. I don't know what she can't give him, but it must have been sexual as hell because everyone has this reaction. Monica's like, he's not gay. <laughs> We've been together for five months. He cuts his nails and all that, but he's not gay. Yeah, straight guys can also cut their nails. You should cut your nails if you're a human being. Uh, oh, there's another Chiron, which doesn't match. This is what I'm saying. Like, I don't know who, I don't know what show the graphics people were watching, but I really questioned if it was this. Because the Chiron says, under Monica, says, Says her man talks about being gay and she wants to know if he is. Literally the opposite of what she said. She literally just said he's not gay. (laughs) Okay. Monica says he messes around pretending he's gay, but he knows when to draw the line. Athena's like, he tells everyone at school that he's bisexual. Everyone asks me all the time. They're like, why is your friend dating a gay guy? And I'm like, I tell her, but she doesn't listen to me. Okay. I do believe these girls are friends. And I I think Athena's probably being a bit of like a bully here. Or like I think there's kind of I'm not saying she's homophobic, but maybe there's like an underlying like subconscious homophobia that's sort of coming out in a bullying type way. But I don't love. Here comes Terry, the boyfriend. He's got those baggy nineteen ninety-eight pants. That used to be so cool. I remember seeing people like I was in my head. I was like, the bigger and baggier the pants are, the cooler you are. <laughs> like rave pants. He's got 
he looks like a raver, I guess. He's got a shave, like, his head is also shaved, but just on the sides, and it's, like, still long on the top. I don't know if that's, like, really a button top. Like, it looks pointier than what I would call a button top. I don't know what we call that. Anyway, he's got also, like, a baggy red t-shirt on, and it's got some kind of logo on it that I couldn't really make out. I thought maybe it was, like, the Ricky Lake logo, but it had more words on it later we meet his friend and his friend has like an identical shirt so he comes out and he does a little dance with Jose which is fun I didn't hate it I don't know it looked like they were having fun Terry's like I'm not gay because why because I don't have sex with her I believe in abstinence and not having sex until you're married and Messina's like so why have I never seen you in church not even not even one time seen you in church so kind of weird it doesn't have to be religious like you could still believe in abstinence until marriage and not be religious Athena I think that's like kind of besides the point Terry says that the only one who calls him bisexual Jerry is Athena because he goes to parties and acts up to liven things up which is again it made me think of my friend where kind of the same thing like he's not gay he's just like trying to make a fun time for everyone by livening things up I guess is a good way to put it and then he demos like a weird dance move (laughs) so we could get a taste of how he livens things up I guess uh now they talk about like some rumor I guess like he says he made a joke about kissing a guy for $1,500 so he could get a down payment on a car and then Athena took it really seriously and spread it around. I will say $1,500, like, seems like a lot for a kiss. I am guessing that's a joke because I don't, I can't imagine any situation where someone would give you 15 not any situation, but it, I, I feel like those situations are probably few and far between where you're getting $1,500 just to kiss someone. And then an audience member is like, oh, do, do... Like, you guys, or I guess Jose and Terry, she's like, do you guys have any sexual fantasies about men? She's <laughs> very straightforward. Ricky's like, who the fuck are you, Dr. Ruth? <laughs> she doesn't say fuck, but she's like, ooh, who are you, Dr. Ruth? Remember Dr. Ruth? Like, wow, that was also a flat. We just got hits on hits on 98 hits here. Uh, Terry and Jose are like, no, <laughs> no, obviously no. Now Ricky brings out Cosmo from the phone booth. <laughs> Why not? Okay. <laughs> Cosmo, which by the way is spelled K-O-Z-M-O-E. Cosmo. I don't believe that's a real name, but I don't know why you'd spell it like that. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently this is Terry's friend. And I yeah, it kind of makes sense. Like they have kind of the same like raver type look going on again Cosmo has the same yellow t like an identical yellow t-shirt with like the same logo but it's yellow he does look nerdier than Terry like Terry they have the same look on but Terry is pulling it off in a way that Cosmo is not despite his name we got another Chiron under Cosmo which says upset that Athena tells strangers that he and Jerry are gay you know what? That's a legitimate complaint. <laughs> like that for sure. Yeah, that sucks. Don't do that, Athena. That's rude. 
cosmos like well we just like to clown like by nature but when it comes down to it like he's not gay (laughs) and then they kind of do this like oh like see we do this like "Mm, yeah don't even go there girlfriend and we both joke around with that stuff but we're not gay like we're just joking around Athena is like, but you do it in my house. You do it right in front of her. Don't you think she cares what other people think about her? Athena, that's kind of not your business though, right? Terry's like, but if I, okay, Terry makes a great point. He's like, if I cheated on her though, like, would it matter if it was a guy or a girl? Like, no, the problem would be the cheating, right? Like, obviously. And then Athena, <laughs> she's like yeah but you could spread diseases again Athena girls have diseases too like I know that I I feel like a lot of these shows try to just anytime we get close to talking about the AIDS crisis we just like steer like we take a hard right like we just, we're like nope 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 and we just veer away from that very quickly I I know that's what Athena but again obviously 30 years later and even at the time like women can also get and spread HIV and AIDS so I hope that now that you're probably like 50 Athena I hope you know that Monica says Athena makes fun of Terry in front of all their friends and then he just leaves like she's like she's chasing him away Athena seems fun but also she seems kind of like a bitch she's coming off like a real bitch here we have an audience member uh say for Jose if you're bisexual then you should tell your girlfriend because her villains could get hurt if you lie to her and Jose's like I'm not bisexual or gay though I am strictly heterosexual <laughs> believe me he wasn't this whole thing he's, he, again it does kind of detract because he says believe me like six six times in the next two minutes but he's like believe me I like women believe me on that God knows I've done too many sins with too many women I shouldn't have been messing around with. Some of them married, some of them engaged. Believe me, I even got it on camera. That did, again, I don't don't care, Jose, but it's just, it's like, uh, it does give me kind of like doth protest too much. Or like, I'm always suspicious when people are like, believe me, because I think if you're just telling the truth, then I don't know, you just take it for granted. I don't know. It's just a weird thing to say six times and the same audience member she kind of sits down but she's like I hope you are telling the truth and may God bless you (laughs) okay uh we have another commercial which includes a trailer for I still know what you did last summer the classic follow-up to I know what you did last summer and by the way I remember watching that with my friend we rented it from Blockbuster and we watched the whole movie. I love those movies. Like, I still love those movies. Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like, all that shit. And I remember we watched it. But I know <laughs> that series particularly, I Know What You Did Last Summer, will always give the, like, I don't know what you call it, like, a fake out. Like, so we get to the end of the movie. Everything's resolved. Everyone's like, yay, we killed the killer. We found him. Woo, everything's good. And then we get one more scene where it's, like, all to set up, like, or did we? <laughs> Just to like set up the sequel. So I remember watching that movie, which was still the sequel. So we've already thought we killed someone and then they came back and then we killed them again. Or whoever was pretending to be them. And then they still set up this like 
or did we? And I remember the friend I was watching it with was so mad <laughs> that she rewound the movie to like the second last scene. And when that scene ended, before we got into the last, last scene, she stopped it. And she was like, I choose to believe this is the end of the movie. And I will not acknowledge or accept the last scene, which I just find very funny. I think that's a funny way to watch movies, is to just omit things you don't like for yourself. It's great. Uh, there... Also, part of this, like, commercial break, there's a shout-out for, like, call... Like, it's like, oh, are you in this situation? Call in. And the prompt for that is, like, are you in love with a woman who's currently pregnant by another man, but you believe you're better for her? I'd love to watch that episode. I I wonder if people wrote in. Like, that That sounds intriguing. I guess it was, it's kind of like... um kind of like the object of my affection, but actually it's not at all. So <laughs> I don't know why I still said it. Up next, we get Rebecca and Corey. We get a Chiron. She's angry that people say Paul's gay, but he says it's true. I don't, I don't even know what that, as I'm reading, I was like, what? Oh, because, okay. I do understand. So Corey, I don't know how to say this. Like, this is, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's still not great. Like, I know there's that whole, like, do I sound gay? Like, they're, like, the, 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 mm, I don't know. I want to call it, like, an accent or an affect, I guess. Like, that some guys, gay or not, have, like, a, yeah, an affect, I guess, to their voice that people associate with being gay. Corey has, I would call it the opposite of that. <laughs> I would call it like the straight male affect, but it's very hard for me to define. I want to put it in like kind of a blue collar accent category. I grew up in a small remote kind of town and I feel like a lot of guys there had this affect but I wouldn't really say it's regional because I feel like Corey from Teen Mom 2 has also the same kind of affect I don't know what it is like I don't know what it is the same way you could say about the like quote-unquote gay affect I don't know what it is like it's hard to kind of define but when I heard it I was like oh okay I have I got a sense for who Corey is really just off of the way he speaks and his accent Corey also has a really shitty mustache, by the way. It's so ugly. Rebecca tells us that she's been friends with Paul for seven years. They're best friends. and They have even been somewhat intimate. Those are her words at some point. Uh, over seven years, she watched him date a bunch of girls. And she firmly believes he's straight. And then we go to Corey and he's like, I just think he is gay. Because I would not wear pink shorts. And I would not wear women's underwear. Like, Corey, the pink shorts? Like, what the fuck? You guys can wear... That's a 1990s attitude. I feel like guys can wear pink shorts. You can wear rainbow shorts. You can wear whatever you want. It does not say anything about who you fuck at the end of the day. Um, Rebecca is, like, really seems shocked by this. Maybe not the shorts, but the women's underwear part. She's like, what? Like, her and Ricky are like, what are you talking about? Like, when? And Corey's like, well, I heard it from somebody. 
And Ricky's like, why are you looking at his underwear? <laughs> um, so now Paul and Cindy come out. Cindy is very pale and the poor camera quality like is overexposing her to make her look like a literal ghost. But she also, she looks really familiar. I don't know why. Like, it's just her face. Like, I, I think it's just her face. She looks a little tiny bit like Elizabeth Berkeley. Like, she's got really big eyes. I don't know if that's what I, if that's what's triggering, like, the familiarity in my brain. I don't know. And Paul has an interesting face. It's, like, kind of square. And he has really nice, like, it looks like natural blonde curly hair. And he's got a gap tooth, but honestly, it's one of those gap teeth where you're like, oh, that suits you. Like that, I can't imagine his face without the gap in his teeth. I would not change it if I was him. I think it, I think he's pulling it off for whatever that's worth. Ricky actually has a kind of a funny joke here. I would say it's her best joke of the episode. She, uh, she asks Paul if he's wearing women underwear and women's underwear. And she's like, She's like, so Paul, are you you wearing women's underwear right now? There's nothing wrong with it. I am. (laughs) That was kind of funny. Corey says he heard, like, Paul's like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know what this is about. Corey says he heard this rumor about two weeks ago, but he hasn't personally seen this behavior from Paul, and he has no proof. Paul says that just a few days ago, both him and Corey were playing this oh, hey, honey, like, game slash, like, joke, I guess, at the table, like, a kitchen table, I guess, and he's like, so does that make Corey gay also, and I just want to point out that Corey's wearing a shirt that's pretty damn close to pink for someone who thinks pink shorts are gay, like, I don't know where, <laughs> like, pink shorts are gay, but pink shirts are fine, I don't know, Corey's, I think, also, like, kind of low-key homophobic, too. Cindy starts talking, and they put a Chiron up that says, wants to know if her husband's gay, says he's not into sex. Where did that come from? Like, what? (laughs) She didn't say that. She's not gonna say that, so don't think that she's gonna, because we don't hear that out of her. Kind of later, she sort of... More in response to, like, audience questions, she's like, I know he's not gay. It's just, like, when he makes jokes like this, whatever, people get the wrong impression. I want him to stop making these jokes. But at no point does she say that he's not into sex. We're not going to hear that. So I don't know where they got that when they were doing the, the little graphics here. She says they've been married for two years. And she's known him since she was 19. And now she's 27. So, like, eight years. And she's never seen him do anything like this. And then Ricky's like, but didn't you break up at some point because you thought he was gay? And she's like, uh, no. Like, no. She's like, well, we did... We did separate at some point because of just, like, the rumor. She doesn't really elaborate on that, though. Audience, like an audience member, uh, says... Well, we shouldn't judge a book by its cover just because they act a certain way. Which is like, oh man, everyone's like, yeah, it's true. Also, well, he says, also one in ten people is gay. So, like, look around the audience. (laughs) Like, ten percent of all these people are gay. 
Is that true? I feel like that's high. Like, I feel like that's a higher number than is accurate, but I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Then they say, but if they are gay, they should come out and stop lying. And then Ricky's like, hey, buddy, it's 1998, and it can be hard for people to come out as gay because of all the stigmatism. And people can only come out when they're ready to. Like, we, nobody else can force someone to come out before they're ready. And then Cindy's like, but he's not. <laughs> he's not gay. And Ricky's like, but aren't you here because you want your husband to stop flirting with men? And she's like, yeah, I know it's joking around, but people don't know that when they meet him. I don't know. An audience member says, well, like, uh, she's like, well, my boyfriend used to vogue and not do all that at the clubs. And my girlfriends and I, we all go crazy, bug out, have a good time. You can be like open and express yourself. And also she's like, a woman can go dance on her friend, but she's not a lesbian. But if a man does it, that makes him automatically gay, like kind of a double standard there. And then Jose describes straight guys talking to each other about hitting on girls. And like, like this is at the club, like a straight club, I guess. He's like, oh, you see them? Like they're standing around. The girls are in the middle dancing. The guys are like making bets. Like, oh, I could take her home. Uh, and then they put so much time into, like, that part of it. Like, the making bets and joking and stuff that the girl ends up going by herself. And then he's like, so does that make the group of, like, 10, 20 girls together gay? And then he uses the D word, like, to describe the less, the, I don't know, alleged lesbianism. And I didn't like that. Ricky keeps saying that later... Like, she keeps, almost every time we go to a commercial, it's like, later, we'll find out what happens when we followed Jose to the club last night. And they have this, like, clip of, I don't know, a guy, like, a, a hot guy dancing, I guess, in, like, short shorts. And then Jose dancing next to him, kind of facing him. And the guy in shorts is on, um, what do you call it? Like, a riser. All right. <laughs> well... <laughs> Just, just just, try not to fall off your seat because I know you're on the edge of it here trying to find out what happened with Jose. Uh, we got another commercial, which includes a trailer for Home for Christmas with JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I didn't remember this movie existing. It looks like kind of a fun, maybe uh, Christmas. I will pull this out or something as a Christmas movie. It looked, looked halfway fun. Also... I guess, like, because we see another kind of, like, preview or, I don't know, not a preview, I guess. They're, like, pop quiz. <laughs> like, um, which celebrity got the most amount of fan mail sent to the Ricky Lake show? Apparently it was Puff Daddy. And apparently Ricky used to do celebrity interviews, which I don't remember at all. It seems very against format here. Next up. We have Chandra and Deborah. We get a little Chiron to set us up here. Deborah's upset that Chandra's ashamed of her mom's manly looks. So now we're going to flip it. We're not going to talk about gay guys anymore. We're going to talk about a lady whose daughter thinks she's gay, I guess. Chandra has a very pretty face. Like she is actually, she has the Monica haircut too, but she's like really pulling it off. She also has on a lot of eyeliner on the top and the bottom. She has really big eyes, so it's a look. 
She says she thinks her mom is a lesbian because she dresses like a man. And she elaborates to say that so she wears like ragged Wranglers, big flannel shirts, Reebok shoes. <laughs> Burn on Reebok, I guess. Um, she wears her hair in a ponytail and she wears no makeup. I feel like a lot of women who, like, even myself, I'm sure I wear less makeup than I did. And I'm sure I'll wear even less as I get older and I give less fucks about what I look like. Mom, this mom has been married and divorced three times now. And Chandra keeps saying, like, I don't know, her point, I guess, if, you know, (laughs) say, like, what it is. Again, she's, like, I don't think she has a problem with gay people. But she just keeps saying, she's like, she's a grandmother now and she needs to start acting like it. And we get a little Chiron that says, I want my mom to stop acting and dressing like she's gay. Um, My mom, I guess she like works on cars and races motorcycles. You're actually allowed to do that if you're straight (laughs) as a woman, (laughs) to be honest. Uh, Deborah says Chandra doesn't care about this when she needs something from her mom, which is probably true. And... Ricky's like, Chandra, you don't get to decide what a grandma should look like, though, right? And Chandra's like, yeah, but I'm embarrassed because my friends make comments. And then we get a stat card that I think explains a lot about what's going on here, to be honest. Um, It's the same format, I guess. Age, occupation, location. We have age 20, waitress, Texas. And I was like, oh, it makes a lot of sense that you're 20. (laughs) Like, for sure. Um, and also, like, her face, though, she looks stressed. Like, she looks like she's in distress way more than is warranted by the episode that we're in. Chandra complains that everything her mom does is like a man, how she walks, talks, spends her time. Deborah, who's the mom's friend, by the way, I don't know if I said that, but Deborah says it's because she had to do things for herself her whole life. Like, yeah, she didn't sometimes men are shitty and they don't fix your car and your car's broken and you're like I gotta go places so I guess I'm gonna have to figure this out Chandra's like okay but she needs to realize she has a grandbaby and she needs to act like a grandma Ricky's like well maybe she doesn't have to do anything maybe you're the one that needs to grow up and do some soul searching burn on you Chandra also true Chandra keeps saying no like she just I don't know she's not getting it she's like No, 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 no. Like, I know it hurts my mom when I say stuff like this, but my mom needs to realize that it hurts me too. Why? Like, how does it hurt you that your mom is just, like, living her best life? An audience member who's wearing, like, (laughs) I like this. I liked her little outfit. It was an outfit. It was a matching set. It was, like, a black blazer with, like, a leopard print lapel and leopard print buttons and then the little I don't know what you call them like pocket 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 covers (laughs) you know what I mean uh all leopard print and then she had like a matching leopard print skirt and she's like I'm a grandma and I'm jamming I get down to the children's level but I don't think you have to look like a grandma to act like one you just have to love your grandkids that's it (laughs) That is the requirement, which is true. Very true. I liked her outfit and I liked her point. Uh, Now we're going to bring out the mom whose name is Sharon. And they have this like heavy metal music playing for her, which 
is weird. Like, that's what's fucked up about this show is that, like, on one hand, we're like, it's fine to be gay and we shouldn't listen to stereotypes. Here comes Sharon. Like, okay, like, I... You're right, Ricky. We shouldn't play into stereotypes. You too. Sharon does have an ugly ponytail. And it's got a scrunchie. Ugh, I hate scrunchies. I just don't ever, ever think they look good. Um, And then the ponytail is also, like, very slick on top. Like, kind of mid-height ponytail in the back. And the rest of her outfit is pretty much as advertised by Chandra. She's got a big flannel shirt on and jeans. Uh, I bet if she did have makeup, like, I was looking at her face, and I think she'd be really, really pretty, like, if she put makeup and, um, you know, had some styling done. She, I think her face itself is very pretty, and I also think she would probably, like, I think she kind of looks like Robin Brown. Maybe I'm just projecting, because I see Sister Wives and everything I look at, but I think if you really look at her face, she actually does look a lot like like Robin Brown of Sister Wives fame. Now Chandra demonstrates for us Sharon's clompy, stompy walk, which we just saw her walk, so I don't know if you had to. And then she's like, oh, we live in an apartment. It's so loud. Okay. Sharon's like, let's start with, first of all, I'm the mom and you're the daughter. You don't tell me shit, which is also true. But then Chandra's like, she doesn't realize it humiliates me when my friends ask questions. Like, why is your mom like this? Like, I don't think that's humiliating. Like, I think you should stick up for your mom. I don't, Chandra is 20, so we'll give her the benefit of the doubt of being 20. Sharon now has like a full Reba accent and she's like, because I'm probably more of a man than what you've been dating. Okay, (laughs) I don't know. It's funny. Sharon's pretty funny. A lot of these people are funny. Sharon goes on. She's like, listen, listen, I'm not gay. I like men real well, but I don't need a man. I can fix cars. I race drag bikes. I always thought it was drag race. I drag race bikes. But if I was gay or black or white, purple, pink, whatever, if I love the baby, that's what counts. (laughs) Uh, sorry, I just it's fun to talk in an accent sometimes. I understand she's embarrassed, but this is who I am. I'm not Jose down here, honey. And then Jose laughs, and everybody laughs. And then later on, we'll see she gets a trophy for best guest comment of the day for that. Uh, an audience member has a question for Cindy, but it wasn't interesting, and I didn't care. And um, different audience member. why would I even say that an audience member a different one says I don't think it's about them being gay it's just when people step out of like a gender norm everyone starts judging them but if they're secure in their sexuality then who cares we get another commercial break which includes a trailer for enemy of the state with Will Smith which I think they said was a Jerry Bruckheimer production I have no idea. Like, I, I'm, i like, 45% confident that's what they... I know, I remember them saying Jerry Bruckheimer, but pretty sure it was for that one. Again, why did I say that? Next guest, Richard. Richard was... Okay, so Richard is kind of, like, our point counterpoint, I, I guess. 
I'm not really sure what he's here for, but um, they brought him out. He was married for six years and has kids, but he's now out as being gay. And the Chiron we get under him says, if you're going to act like a queen, you're going to get crowned, which I didn't understand. Like, I understand the words, but I don't understand it in this context. Ginger, or ginger, oh my god, Richard is a ginger. Uh, He's got, like, I don't know, like, black out sunglasses. Like, they're not reflective, or they're not that reflective finish, but you can't see his eyes at all through them, and I almost wonder if it was, like, to avoid being recognized. It was very Corey Hart, like, (laughs) sunglasses inside, I don't, I mean, I don't know. It looked good. Like, I'm not against it. Just, I was just, eh, it gave me the impression that he might not want people to recognize him outside of the show. And also, I might have these same glasses. <laughs> I liked, I liked the glasses. It was just, I'm not 100% sure why he was wearing them inside. You know what? Maybe he's just has like a light sensitivity and the lights were too bright. I don't know. Richard has a story, I guess, like, he was young, he lost a younger sibling, and as a result, he was, like, the only one to carry on the family lineage, so he had a child more or less to please his family, but he says he knew he was gay, like, the whole time, Um, but also he says, which I think this is, like, the most... This is the most accurate, <laughs> I guess, like explanation or something. He's like, he says, you don't know what you are at 20. I don't care who you are, which is like, ah, men. I didn't know half as much, like even about, say, my own sexuality at 20 as I do now. Not even half as much, like a quarter as much. <laughs> like You learn a lot about yourself in that way in that time. And I don't really think it's fair to put it on young people to make all these, like, I don't know, declarations, I guess, about, like, their sexuality or gender expression, say, before, like, 25, 26, like, your brain doesn't even finish developing, I think they say, until, like, mid to late 20s, so, I don't, I make sense, like, I agree, I am in your boat, Richard. His advice for the guests is as follows. <laughs> Number one, you're a human being. That wasn't really advice. That's just like a statement. Two, doesn't matter who thinks what of you, but then he doesn't really finish that point. <laughs> he just goes like, he just goes after like, I don't know, Corey, I guess his name was. He goes after Corey for accusing his friend of being gay and says that Corey has more more holes in his ears than any gay man he's ever met which again is just like why why are we shit talking like the existence of stereotypes and then immediately like leaning into a stereotype like it just doesn't make any sense to me uh, and then he says his last point if you're gonna stereotype <laughs> which is my point, I guess, like, if you're gonna stereotype, then let's all stereotype everyone, like, not every heterosexual person either is gonna walk the same way or live the same life, like, everybody's different, basically, that's what this whole episode comes down to, if I could sum it up in one sentence and save us all, like, a lot of time, everybody's different. Sharon says more things, like, she's like, I'd love to meet the man of my dreams, like, bring him here, I'll date him, (laughs) 
I'll let my hair down. I'll do all the things. I don't, it's not, that's not, it's not for lack of wanting. An audience member kind of stands at, I don't know, kind of weird point. (laughs) Audience members like, well, maybe, maybe just once, like you could wear a dress and like make your daughter proud. And Ricky's like, but shouldn't she be proud of her now? (laughs) The audience is like, okay, yeah, but like maybe just, you know, once in a while. And Ricky's like, okay, like she talks, she's like, okay, kind of like, like a compromise we're saying, right? And oh, the daughter, I don't even remember her name, but anyway, she's like, uh, Chandra, I guess. So she is proud of her mom, and her mom's a good grandma. Uh, we got another commercial. Uh, includes a trailer for Vampires with James Woods. I didn't remember that movie. It looked like kind of a fun horror jaunt. 1998 was a good good year for movies. Finally, we get to find out what happened with Jose at the gay bar last night. Have you guys been holding your breath this whole time? You can breathe again. We're going to find out. Guess what? He danced with some hot guys. <laughs> and then they show us the same fucking clip they've been showing us for every commercial break for this entire show. That's it. Him dancing, other guy dancing. That's it. Shocker. Jose is like, yeah, I dance with whoever. Like when you go to a gay bar, there's only gay guys there to dance with. So that's who I dance with. I like dancing. An audience member is like, this, yeah, this is kind of my point of view, right? He's like, I feel like everyone's like putting down being gay. Like there's nothing wrong with it. And then everyone agrees there's nothing wrong with being gay. And another audience member is like, well, none of these guys are gay because if they were gay, they wouldn't have girlfriends. And then everyone kind of boos. Like that doesn't get a great reaction from really anyone, but they kind of clarify with like, no, like you could they maybe they're bisexual, but like if they're fucking women, then they're not gay, which is like objectively true, I guess. Um, another audience member I thought this was a good question. This was I liked this question. They asked if Jose ever dances with his girlfriend. Honestly, his girlfriend doesn't really look like a dancer. But Jose says yes, they dance. They dance to Latin music, he says. Another audience member. I don't know. That's really weird. <laughs> we get into some weird takes here from the audience. Like Another audience member is like, well, who you hang out with, like whoever you hang out with, you're going to be influenced by that crowd. And Jose is like, no, I have lots of male relative, like male relatives who are like, I don't know, heterosexual influences as well. And then he drops the weirdest not technically a pirate, but I've never heard of anyone other than a pirate doing this type of thing. Not pirate, I mean pirate, like my analogy about pirates and gay. gay. You guys know what I mean. We're almost done. Um, he, Jose drops on us now at the end of the show. Why? I don't know why it took so long to get here, but he says that he's the only straight male to be the father of the house Altraini. I, could, I couldn't, I meant to look it up, but I didn't. So, again, why, why did I, why? Ugh, I'm losing the plot. Uh, uh, he won, he says he won for best face and for best dancing. 
I don't know if you guys are super familiar with drag culture, but that's like a big deal. I've never, I've never, again, I don't know that you can't, but I've never heard of that. Like, that's like a team. You know what I mean? Like, we're into like intramural drag now, or like not even intramural, I guess, like varsity drag. You were, Jose's telling us he was on a varsity drag team do <laughs> you want for best face and for best dancing great like I, can't, I don't know it's not a prerequisite to be gay to be in a house of anything it's very unusual it's very especially okay <laughs> even in 2023 for all of it I think there are people out there who will tell you that like drag queens are coming for us all it's hard to find them. Like, there, it's a niche thing still. Like, you still have to go pretty far out of your way, I would say. Like, just, like, as an average person living your life, if you're not, like, involved in drag, you have to go out of your way to, like, find a drag queen. So, in 1998, I feel like it's it's very, very very rare for a straight man to find a a house like that and to get to the top of it like that's I don't know it's just weird maybe he does drag like you can I guess you can be straight and do drag too I mean I don't know Live your life, Jose. It's just, it's just, that's unusual. That's really, really unusual. We are really pushing the bounds of, like, normal. I don't know. <laughs> Normalcy, I guess. Now, now we give Sharon her audience comment of the day award, which is, like, a physical award, by the way. It's, like, a trophy. <laughs> and Ricky's like, oh, congratulations. How do you feel? And Sharon's like, mm. She does a little thing. She's like, oh, I feel feminine she does little things she's funny Sharon's probably if I was gonna go okay if I was gonna go party with someone in this stage I don't know I was gonna say it'd be Jose probably be Terry Terry seemed like he'd be fun to just like go dance with seems fine I'm sure Jose would be fine too, but like if I was gonna, I don't go to clubs, so if I was gonna like actually drink and hang out with someone, it'd definitely be Sharon. She seems like the coolest person on stage. We have another commercial break, the last one, which includes a trailer for Ants. Ants, remember that with Woody Allen? I liked that movie. Still like it. So it's Sylvester Stallone in it too, I think. Ricky. Like, when we get back, Ricky wraps this all up by reminding us that everyone is different. As an aside, I can't, I can't say, I don't, this is very niche, but if you were on the internet during a very specific frame of time in, like, the mid-aughts, I would say, early aughts, maybe, no, everybody's different. No two people are not on fire. <laughs> You're going to get that or not. It's Homestar Runner, by the way, if you didn't uh, get that. Anyway, and that is our episode. So thanks. Always thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. 
I'm glad you made it. I hope you come back. You can email me at realityrootspod at gmail.com and you can find me on Facebook at realityrootspod. Feel free to reach out to me if you can find it in your heart and your calendar, (laughs) your time to rate and or review and or subscribe. I would super appreciate it and thank you so much if you've already done that. I will talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.